Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Top of the List. Welcome back. And this time, we are also welcoming you, welcoming you back to the world of Pandora, because this is the highly year-long anticipated 13-year wait sequel to Avatar. So we're going to be talking Avatar The Way of Water. Um, but before we get that, let me introduce our co-host, RB. Say what's up to the people. What's up, my people? How's everyone doing? All right. Uh, we're both really excited. We're going to be talking about Avatar. We've, we we want to give you a few warnings first, though. We got a few things to say. Um, first things first, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie, we're going to talk spoilers. Um, maybe not right away, but we will be talking spoilers in this episode. So if you don't want to know anything, then turn us off and then come back when you're ready to experience our opinions and reviews and ratings. And um, one other thing I wanted to say, too, is that um, and, I, and I will start off with this and uh, probably when we start talking about the film. But um, I just wanted to say that for those of you that haven't seen it yet, RB and I are reviewing the IMAX 3D version yes. of the film so that we, we, we can't speak to the other versions of the film, but we will speak more to the IMAX 3D version in our review. So uh, that's the one we'll be reviewing. So we want to be specific. But um, let me hand it over to you, RB. Um, is there anything? Oh, will you let the people know what the schedule for the week is, too, before we get into the review? Yes, absolutely. So we have a two for this week. Uh, we will be dropping reviews not only for Avatar The Way of Water, which you're listening to right now, but also a review of uh, the uh, Pinocchio animated film on Netflix, uh, the Del Toro Pinocchio, not to be confused with the Disney Pinocchio, uh, Robert Zemeckis Disney Pinocchio. Uh, so we'll be reviewing that as well, a film that I think caught both of us by surprise of uh, well, I, I won't dive too much into that as uh, spoilers of our next review, but we will be dropping those two reviews uh, simultaneously. So for those of you who are listening right now and are, have seen that Pinocchio or want to go watch it and then hear us babble on about it, you're more than welcome to. We'll be dropping both of those this, this week. And then next week, we'll probably have a double drop as well. We'll do a review of The Glass Onion as well as a review of the latest season of Rick and Morty, which just uh, – finalized and then of course as we creep closer to the new year we'll have our top 10 films of this year highly anticipated i know for all the top of the list fans out there we're expanding that list from top five which we've done the last three years to top 10 absolutely so very a lot a lot of exciting things coming out of the way for top of the list listeners and um one other thing out right now if you haven't checked it out um before we get into the new movie want to see what we thought about the first movie as well as knives out well we tried out kind of a new thing i kind of came up with a new title on the spot when i posted it rbi i don't know if i ran it by you or not but i put it as a review rewind so that's kind of what we had there let us know if you want us to see more do see or listen to um, more review rewinds from us and we can do stuff that's having upcoming sequels or whatever, you know? So that would be kind of cool if we want to delve more into that kind of make that kind of a series. Um, but anyways, let's delve into this film. Um, for the people that listened to that previous episode of Top of the List, they'll know that we've been waiting 13 years since we were kids and this first Avatar movie came out. The big question that we should just answer off the top, RB, I'm very curious to know, did this movie live up to the hype? What what was your it, overall impression? 
did it live up to the hype? Absolutely not, as as okay. we expected. I think. Um, that being said, this was not a bad movie. Uh, okay. I, I, taking it for what it, it what it was, this to me was not a groundbreaking, massive blockbuster. Wow, right? Talk to your kids and grandkids about film, for lack of a better term. But for a sci-fi action thriller, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, I think they developed a lot more story than they did in the first film, which I appreciated. Um, I enjoyed the establishment of some of these new sects of the Navi. I enjoyed the villains and the explanation of how they came to be. So all in all, uh, I mean, I like the story of this film a lot, but Rate rating as far as that. Yeah. It wasn't anything more than just a uh, catch it on sci-fi channel, interesting sci-fi action movie. So I'm going to give it like a seven out of 10. I wow. want to give it a seven and a half. But I have some major critiques, and I, I may be the only person who felt this way. I just didn't think it looked all that visually stunning. I felt like oh my I, I wasn't gosh. I wasn't very impressed by the maybe maybe I don't. I'm gonna stop you right there, RB. It. Okay, yeah. This is one of the best movies I've seen in all year. I felt I felt like I was watching a video game cutscene the entire. Absolutely film. not, RB. This was, was this was, was one maybe, of the. Maybe I was in a bad theater. It was it was no. laggy. It was everything oh. was in slow motion, and maybe I just don't know how to watch it a digitally okay, this created is, film anymore. This is but. important. Okay, so let's 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 get into this first. Okay, because yes. um, I think that you're touching on something that is up for a lot of discussion in the film community right now, especially around this movie, and that is the high frame rate. Um, version of the film which is being shown and um, it, it's being shown in a lot more theaters than I thought it would be shown and that is where um, normally a film is shot in you know 24 frames per second that's the way most films are shown on in the movie theater and um, James Cameron opted to film this movie at least the IMAX version of this movie and other specific you know the big large screen format films uh, versions in the theater in high frame rate. So what that means is when there's like a talking scene or like a dialogue scene or some sort of dramatic scene where there's not much action going on, it is the regular movie frame rate that your eyes would be used to. And that would be the lower frame rate of 24 frames per second. But when the action is going on and there's lots of movement going on, it switches up to 48 frames per second. And that's a lot smoother, a lot like fast more fast paced you could tell the difference i i could tell Absolutely. just by what you it were saying you could definitely noticeable. tell the difference yeah, yeah. so and I, for you, I was that was not noticeable yeah it was my dad also hard. said he wasn't a big fan of it he's a he's a camera guy for 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 lack of a better term like i said it, it felt like i was watching a cut scene like in in call of duty like the there were there was an incredible scene uh, i mean just one that i call back to where we have the the boats going and you know the I, I forget what they're called but the big whale-esque creatures and the boats who are going after them and the boat flips and hits a rock and blows up and it's like that looks like I, i'm at the arcade in the movie theater playing one of those shooting games when when crazy stuff is happening and you're looking all around I, 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 I it wasn't looked amazing to me in, in my fan. theater dude this this movie from a visual standpoint like for like for like you were saying this movie didn't live up to the hype for you i i was prepared to answer that question with dude this movie over delivered on the hype for me i i am okay i am so impressed with this movie dude i'm way more impressed than i ever thought i would be 
because not only did they fix pretty much everything that I had critiqued in, in the first movie and improved on that and evolved it in every way possible and mitigated all the negative things that I had to say and kind of pushed, you know, everything that I thought was a weakness in this film, they kind of mitigated the weakest aspects of it, like namely the villains and namely the main characters and like everything going on with that, which was the biggest thing they needed to do. Now, I do have some critiques. It's not all positive. This is not my Top Gun Maverick review. This is not my The Batman review. It's not that level. But from a filmmaking standpoint, from a spectacle standpoint, there's been very few m movies made in the last 13 years that have lived up to this, I think. And um, I think the last 45 to an hour of this film is some of the best filmmaking I've seen all year. It was nonstop action, nonstop suspense and thrills and characters and people dying. And it was incredible. It was emotional. The emotional pull didn't come till halfway through the film for me. But as far as you said, you were giving your score was a seven RB. I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, mine, I, I was wavering between eight and a half and nine, but just thinking of the way that this film is, this, the, 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 just the work that the CG artists did that this the CG is noticeably better than anything I've seen in a Marvel film, in my opinion. And um, yeah, it, it, it the CG is jaw droppingly beautiful. The shots are jaw droppingly beautiful. The 3D never wore out for me. I thought the 3D lasted the entire film. There's a, that's a big problem with a lot of these Marvel 3D films that I have where the 3D is good when you first put on the glasses, the first part of the movie, and then it kind of fades away. Did not have that problem here. The 3D, and I know for a fact that this is without, and you can't argue this, RB. I know you're going to try to argue this because I watched a trailer before this movie, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yep. trailer in 3D. And that 3D looked dim and not as good as the 3D no, in this movie. Yeah. Do you agree? I with agree. That? I just, I just don't. Uh, again, I, I, I've said it once. I've said it again. I think the last 3D movie I went and saw was probably the first Jurassic World. I remember that was probably that, the last, yeah. and I was disappointed with that. I, I just 3D. don't think I'm. I don't think I'm a fan of 3D because, not to say that the 3D was not good or bad in this film it just doesn't add all that much to me and maybe it's adding a lot for me okay yeah especially, I mean, in, especially in imax dude like they're, when they're underwater and the fish were outside the screen that was amazing you didn't see I that will say again i uh, the three when i'm watching a movie i'm not thinking about you know how great the 3d is i'm, I'm there to see it and i i think i would have been just as amazed because I will say the beauty of the, I don't know if you can, we can call them sets, but landscapes were impressive. Yeah. Again, yeah. I didn't like how it, how the, how it looked in the action sequences. As you said, the sped up frame rate was not a fan of that, but everything, when we first see the Island, that, comes, when we, that we pairs the with the again. 3d that pairs right. with the 3d. So maybe, so, so you know, I, I didn't see maybe it. Maybe a not 2d 3D, viewing so will, maybe a 2d exactly. viewing is a better option for you. Yeah, so I, I I mean not to say that the 3D was was poor. It's just I wasn't yeah. really thinking about it throughout the film. There wasn't, you know, when it I think of 3D, to me. 3, it was noticeable. 3D to me, as as a kid was going to theme parks and going on these 3D motion simulator rides where it's designed for things to pop out. These movies aren't necessarily designed to get scares and things jumping out to you out at you. It's there to not be noticed. I think so. Maybe that's why it was a good thing. I I, I don't know. You know. 
I, I don't know. I think we're, we're on different wavelengths on this one because yeah. this one, dude, I don't know. Like I haven't had a movie probably since Top Gun Maverick where, I mean, but then again, these are two different kind of films. This film made me feel like I went and lived on a different planet for three hours. And I can't say that about any other film, like even going and seeing the rise of Skywalker a few years ago, I would not have said that or the last Jedi or even, even having, even like we've one of the highest rated films we've talked about infinity war and Avengers Endgame. after those, like after those movies, I was emotionally like invested in those characters. Right, but after right. seeing this, after seeing that movie, I didn't feel like, okay, I had been transported somewhere. And this movie, I felt like I lived on a different planet for three hours and not any filmmaker can do that. But J James Cameron, I think. Okay. And that's that's okay. my opinion and big takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fair enough. Again, I, I think for what it was, I, I think the seven out of 10 score from me is is high praise. Um, I'm not a huge sci fi action thriller fan, but I think this was as good as they get when it comes to the writing, the storytelling. And I do see what you're saying there about how it fully encapsulated you in the film. I think I don't think my score would be as high if this were not a three plus hour film. I think mm. they took the time to introduce different cultures, different parts of this planet, because that's what we so soon forget. We, we see Pandora and we assume everything we saw in the first movie in the forest is Pandora. Pandora is a planet. I mean, that's one tiny part of this entire vibrant planet right. that I will say that James Cameron did an excellent job in this film that I don't think he did as much in the first film bringing to life that there, this is, this is intelligent life. The well, Navi and throughout the world. Yeah. And it comes right. from the same fact that we had just talked about in our, in our review last week, yeah. RB, the weakest part of the film in the first film was the human characters. Yes. Well, most if if anyone agreed with that sentiment in our previous review, then you'll be happy to know in this new film, it is almost 90 percent of the movie. You're watching the Navi, you know, you're watching yep. non-human yep. characters. And that was something that they listened to the criticisms and they did a great job of alleviating that concern. Um, one thing I want to I want to get a few things. I want to catch your vibe on a few different things, namely yep. Yep. the return of Jake Sully. Did they improve his character at all? Was this a more investing story to you? What was your big takeaway with him? I did I did like his character in this film. I like his struggle to protect his family, but also protect the Navi people. I love watching his relationship with his two sons. I think that adds yes. emotional depth to his character. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I think they did a great job. And I think uh, Sam Worthington did an excellent job fully embracing Navi Jake Sully. I thought he was far better in this film yes. than the first one far better do you do you agree with that no ab absolutely okay, yeah. yes i know he was one of our biggest gripes of he was just kind of a grunt military man he was a, he was very typecast in that role and this he i was, think he was yeah he was, he was just a grunt he wasn't yeah yeah exactly. that was a perfect way to describe him. he was just a grunt in this movie in this movie he has actual motivations and emotional mm -hmm. feelings and it's great like he's afraid and his yep. connection with his wife is really great there's so much to like about his character in this one. But one of the things that I do like they did that they did in this movie is that the focus just is just not solely on him. He is no, solely is in, intricate to the plot. Getting, don't get me wrong, but the main characters of this film are his children. Yep, absolutely. And what did you think? Did they did that aspect of the film deliver his children? 
Yes and no. I mean, okay. I was invested in every one of them as a character. Yes. But I feel like there were some characters that got more justice than others. I mean, our main yes. character here was his was his middle son. Uh looking for a name here. Uh I think it starts at the N, like Noak or something like that. Uh Loak. Yeah. Loak, yeah. Yes. So I mean, but there was so much I wanted to know. I mean, we barely got anything touched on the oldest son, his his first son, uh Net Netaim. Yeah. Um. Who? Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. You know, dies in the film, and I think the the only reason he was there. I mean, I felt like that was kind of foreshadowed from minute one when he keeps taking the fall for his younger brother. Yeah. Um. And I thought there was a really great, there was really great opportunities to introduce us to Kiri, a character that I'm really intrigued in. You know, how was she born from you know yes. the the inert avatar body of. Uh, Dr. Augustine from the first movie, Grace Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. What's up with her? You know, they she has this seizure where she's connecting with uh with the spirit tree and the in the reef people, with the reef people, and she has a seizure and they're like, Oh, she's got delusions of grandeur and she hears Awa simply because she has epilepsy. But then she starts connecting again and controlling, and they don't even explain that, which upset me. Um, mm. you know, I again we had one main character here. But we had four kids, and I felt like there were a couple more that could have been developed more. Gotcha. I I kind of agree, kind of disagree a little okay. bit. Yeah. I I personally think my favorite out of all the characters was Kiri because okay. number one, it was so cool how they used Sigourney Weaver's voice to voice her yes. daughter's yeah. like like her daughter's avatar character, mm -hmm. and um, I like how they made her sound younger, which was really cool, mm -hmm. and um. Like you said, the background behind her character was so interesting, but you're right. The payoff wasn't there, but yeah. I'm okay with it because this is, we we know we're getting Avatar 3 and 4. This is a trilogy yeah. that we just started, a new trilogy. So Man, 45 years yeah. from now. <laughs> he said 45 really, years. Yeah, we'll have four <laughs> Avatar films. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I'm okay with it being a little unfinished, but you're right. You're absolutely right. The payoff didn't fully pay off with that and it wasn't fully explored. Um, another character that I thought had immense potential, but wasn't fully followed through with was Spider. Yep, he had absolutely yep. an incredible background, incredible character potential, although he switched sides a little too much for me to get yep. fully behind him. All right, where, did you get that same vibe? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was I was waiting, you know, to see which way he was going to swing. Yeah. Was he going to stay loyal to the Navi? Was because this this avatar is a clone of his father, Quaritch, uh, with his memories, you know, are they going to be, you know, build a relationship together? But how the film ends really confuses me because my Natiri biggest nitpick, really, absolutely. Natiri kind of turns on him. Yes. Then, you know, uh, we, we see Quaritch dying. He rescues Quaritch. And my thoughts are, okay, well, does he see that the Avatar, you know, the, the Navi are savages and he's going to be with Quaritch? But no, he goes back. He goes back. The family, like like nothing happened. And they take him in with open arms. Yeah. And that, that kind of threw me. At that point, why even save Quaritch? Exactly. That left me a little unfulfilled. I, I was like, okay, yeah. this... Yeah. That, that was a weird change at the end. That's my biggest nitpick of the movie yeah, is that I ending. I agree. And I wanted one more thing, too. And in, in with that, I also wanted a shot of him looking at um, Neytiri, right? 
the wife, Sully's wife, Sully's yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tear. And yeah. I wanted him looking at her and being like, "Oh, I'm kind of afraid of you now," because she had just prior to that threatened to kill him and was holding and yeah, a knife at his throat. Cut him and cut him, and yeah, there was no cut him across the chest. There was no, no repercussion. Repercussion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I wanted I a little agree. bit. And and yeah, that was that was another part that I thought was going to be a more important part of this story because we see it in the the opening scene where they introduce Spider. And yeah. Jake says, well, Natiri has never accepted him. And you see her say to him, oh, he's an alien. He doesn't belong here. But, you know, right. Jake sort of is the one who takes him into the family. But yeah. it's not even touched on until that final sequence and then just kind of pushed under the rug. Right, right. But with that said, I am very excited where these characters can end. And yeah. there's a lot of potential potential for the next film for a lot of tension because – He's holding this big secret that he did save his father. And then yeah. when that secret comes out, you can imagine all the emotions, all the dramas that's going to come out of that. So that's going to be a great element in the next film. But we're talking about the second film as it is right now. It felt a little fishy there at the end. So that yes. was kind of one of our biggest negatives. Uh, so that's one reason why I didn't give it as high of a score. Fishy because we're with the water people <laughs> saved him from underwater. Well, speaking of yeah, fishing. Well, I guess yep. let's finish talking about the rest of his his yep. children but besides Spider, besides Kiri and the two brothers. We have uh the little girl named Took. Took. Yes. What was your takeaway? I liked her addition except I feel like she got a little annoying towards the end when she was like, "Oh, Tied I'm in again. handcuffs again." Yeah. I was like, yeah. "Okay, that's a little on the nose. Come on." Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think she was in there for for more of a an emotional Pull, you know, for what reason is the eight-year-old daughter on yeah. every one of these missions, except yeah. for to heighten the, you know, the, the yeah, the stakes for Jake and whatnot. Um, so yeah, but again, she had I some agree. cute one-liners and made me yeah. chuckle a little bit. Um, now I, I think we were kind of hinting at like the underwater life. Let's get into that because for me, this is what makes this film so special mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I have a soft spot for the environment, but I've always been like, ever since I was a kid, like my favorite movie's been, you know, Totoro and, you know, Spirited Away, like stuff like that. I love these kind of like films where it's all about the planet or Wally. -E. Like I love films like that, you know, where it's all about the environment. And I was so pleased to see the main message of this film having to do with protecting our oceans, protecting the whales in our oceans. Um, right. What what do you think of the message, and what do you think of these awesome whale? I mean, I forget how to say the name specifically yeah, of what they uh, call them, Talukatakan or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I had it, but I I don't. Yeah, it's so um, hard to pronounce. But ta yeah, ta Talukon. Talukon, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean everything about the the culture and that. I mean that was my favorite part of this movie. Yes, there were great action sequences, but everything we did in the sequences from the time the Solis get to. The, yes. the reef people and they're, you know, they're learning to breathe underwater and to dive. We yeah. have um, Loak, you know, building the relationship with this outcast uh, Talakan. Um, uh, what's his name? Talakan or something like that. Yeah. Even when the, you know, they all come and we see the relationship, you know, they, they start saying, oh, that's my spirit sister. And I'm like, what are they talking about? And you see that they actually like communicate. I thought that was that was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was incredible. That was that was my favorite part of the film and everything they did with building a, a different culture than just saying, oh, these are the same exact, you know, Navi. They just live on a beach. You know, they they took yeah. the time. There was a solid probably 45 minutes to an hour in this film. Yeah. where we didn't even worry about our antagonists. We just worried about the Solis learning how to be part of this new culture. 
And that was like my favorite part yeah, was seeing too. them learn, seeing this culture. And like you said, learning about the emotional connection they that this culture has to these uh, animals. And then the emotional, because like we had talked about kind of a, the emotional scene where Sully's son, oldest son dies. And yes, it is a little sad, but it wasn't like, it felt like that was his purpose was to die and make that sacrifice. Whereas for me, the big emotional scene in this film is when the whales get killed. And the mama yeah. whale and the and the baby whale, oh my gosh, how sad was that when they were floating there and their eyes were rolled back in their heads and mm-hmm. and the um the queen of the reef people, uh, played by Kate Winslet, fantastically yeah. is like so heartbroken. I mean, I was in tears. It was so sad. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. That's my like favorite part of the movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I couldn't agree more with you. I I think that is the best part of this film. Anything that has to do with the reef people yeah you know anything i mean i love the sequence where you know the they're they're trying to get uh loax you know spirit brother i I can't remember his name but yeah uh, you know the telecon and they shoot him with the harpoon and it, it instead tangles it around its head and wraps it around and the marine biologist turns to the head whaler guy who's got the harpoon now i i love that he's smart enough to you know wrap it around and yeah, even even the explanation really about how yeah how smart they are from that marine biologist character, and I mean he he's an interesting one there. Um, you know, now, ta- while you're talking about drink, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, while you're talking about the marine biologist, I do have to bring up one big negative that I have to yeah. in this movie. It's a nitpick mm-hmm. of all nitpicks, but it's a negative nonetheless, and that is we yet again have an object with a silly purpose and name. That is only in one scene in the film that they're after, right? And it's this fluid, this amber fluid that can stop aging. It's like yep. in one scene and then it's gone forever and we never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Did it not bother you? It it didn't because it just it just made sense that, you know, yeah. these people are are sort of raping this planet, which we have already found out from the first film is why they're there in the first place because earth has been destroyed in the year what is it 2150 or whenever it takes place something like that so i mean it it makes sense i mean at least it gives their character a little bit more depth a small amount than they're just oh we just hunt them because they're big and we like to shoot them i i just got the feeling that this was another unobtainium isn't that what they were mining in the first film yes yes but again i i think it it one it, it makes sense because it didn't make sense why a marine biologist right. would be with this group well it makes sense now because right you know he's able to study them and it, it pays uh, the bills yes. so to speak rather than it would yeah. make sense oh we're a whaling crew who kills all this marine life and we have a marine biologist on on deck yeah um I, yes it it felt a little wedged in but yeah yeah I don't nitpick know. of all nitpicks so let's yeah. leave again, it again i the, the story and the character development was definitely my favorite part of this film compared to the last one yeah um like i said my my gripes were more with how the film looked i expected it to look different i'm not going to say better because again it was just something i was not used to or expecting to see mm, yeah. um i just to me it looked a little jumpy video game-esque more so than what we've come to come to see in feature films and i'm in the minority on this one actually rb a lot of people are saying what you're saying that Mm -hmm. the the version that we watch where it switches between those it really ruined the aspect and mixed in with the 3d come made sort of a unappealing image now me personally i liked it because i 
personally like playing video games. I like seeing that switch to the higher frame rate, but mm. uh, that's just me. It didn't bother me as much. Um, but as far as the story, I think we are in agreement here. Overall, yep. an improvement. Now, much I do want to touch on one point too. Yep. Villain. Was he an improvement as far as his motivations, as far as everything in this movie? What do you think? Or was it just more of the same? I, you know, here's the, here's the crazy thing about this. As much as I like the story improvement or villain, I mean, he's a bad guy and he's really bad, which I do like, Yeah. but I don't really get his motivation. He is so, yeah. so compelled on killing Jake Sully. Like that'll make a difference in them colonizing. I mean, at that point, why are you looking for one guy? Just go through, you have the power to burn all their villages to kill them. Just do that to the rest of them. Well, who cares about Sully? You can't find him. Just keep. I mean, he he gets to the point where he's like, "We know where he is. Let's bring him out by killing a bunch of creatures." Well, why couldn't you have just done that in the forest? I fully agree with you there. I think that the angle they took on this one was people were mad at his motivations in the first film, just being about getting rich and making money, like we had talked about previously. And in this film, they gave him the purpose of. I want revenge on this guy because he killed the the original me and I'm the, the clone person, of that original yeah, that guy. I'm the clone, yeah. So And there was a little bit of yeah. an emotional draw with him with yeah. Spider, which I I liked as it developed again, a lot of it's question marks around it and how that's going. Very to work out. minor improvement yes. in an area that needed a major improvement. And which is another reason why mm -hmm. I was wobbling between eight and a half and a nine. Now, you know, I usually say I gotta stick to my guns. Nine is must see. Um mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm wavering back and forth. Is this an eight and a half or nine? I'm not sure. Um, okay. I might have to watch it again in 2D to yeah, you know, get, a, yeah. get a full reading, but that's Maybe where I'm sitting. Wait for it to at. come out on Disney Plus. Yeah, when it comes out on <laughs> Disney Plus. Yep. Yep. All right. So we are being told we have about <laughs> uh, nine minutes left here. So let's wrap things up, RB. Um, that's where I sit it, kind of in between eight and a half and a nine, but I would recommend if you saw the first one, I mean, you've probably already seen this one. Let us know. What did you think about this one? Um, do you agree with us? Do you think it was way better than the first? Wasn't quite as good as the first, just about the same. Um, I think our, our B and I touched about on everything. Did I miss anything from this new film? No, I, I, so. I think we got it. We touched about what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, what we're looking forward to in avatars three and four. And I think that's namely just more development. Of some awesome Who's Kiri's father? I want yes. that answer. Yes, that is a good question. I, I mean, I'm still even, you know, Spider. I want more on Spider's Me background, too. too. So yes. I, I agree in how that relationship between him and now well, still alive, Korich is. So I think those will be answered in Avatar 3 and 4, which are supposedly, well, at least Avatar 3 coming out in 2024. I'll see it when I believe it. Yeah, we'll see that when we believe Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think, I think I we are overall... It walking away from this film with an immensely positive hope of this franchise. Cause this could have been another, you know, subpar film. Yep. Yep. And, and where we've seen many subpar sequels come out many years later. Mm -hmm. I think true. that's kind of an Very accomplishment true. on its own that this was another good entry in a series that we're happy to see more of. Right. Yep. Yep. And I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we're, we're excited for the next sequels and uh, we're going to go see them and we'll be here to review them on top of the list. Absolutely. So if you guys want to find us, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a five star review on those. If you do uh, subscribe so you can get the latest from us. Also, down below in the comment uh, in the description, you can find our Twitters 
and our letterboxed profiles where you can see what we're rating. You could have seen what we've been rating uh, some films we haven't reviewed yet that might be showing up on our list at the end of the year. So check that stuff out. And of course, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, everybody.